Hey, Dave. How have you been doing? I'm I'm good, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, uh, quite a bit has happened, I think, since we last spoke. Oh, did that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should tell our listeners about that. Yeah. So I am currently full employed in my day job. Um, so that's the best way of unemployment, I think. Yeah. So I've got a two week gap between day jobs. Um, and I'm currently at the beginning of this two week gap where I am trying to just do as little as possible and actually really sucking at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But rewind, rewind, rewind. You quit your job or have you been laid off um, or I'm what happened moving there? on for another opportunity so yeah I, I've um, I've got a new job to go to um, and um, it was my, my time to move on from uh, it was snapper services that I was working at before um, and I think I just want to sh add a shout out to anybody from snapper who may be listening because snapper are awesome and um, it was definitely a big Big, big deal to choose to move on from there um, because I, I was doing incredibly well. Um, but the opportunity that I'm going to is a larger um, scale that the, the, the new place is operating at. So it's kind of my, my way into um, experiencing how big, big iOS teams work is, is how I'm sort of seeing it. Ooh, very nice. I'm I'm very excited to hear about your perspective once you have you've arrived at the new job. Yeah. So, but it sounds like your um your your exit at Snapper was very much um, on friendly terms. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping I'm going to stay in touch with quite a few people from there. So, um, yeah, it's been um, a lot of feels in the last week over it all um, as it all sort of became kind of final and. Um, I had a beautiful send off as well. People uh, gave me like a farewell um, sort of get together on t on Teams, um, and then it was kind of a surprise. But towards the end, my doorbell rang, um, and um, a couple of coworkers had brought me a, a leaving present um, out, oh, out to my wonderful. house. It was really sweet. Yeah, and I'm. Oh, that's really really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's has been. It's been a lot, um, and um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in this sort of like just trying to mentally put everything down kind of phase while simultaneously sort of going, I've got two weeks, um, I'm going to make a new app or something like that in that time, <laughs> which is, of course, a very, very silly idea when, you, when you've got a break to just have a break, um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, the wise choice would probably to uh, touch grass, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, except it's raining outside. It's the middle of winter here in New Zealand. Um, oh, wet grass. Yeah, okay, yeah, never mind. yeah, maybe not. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I was, uh, I want to say it feels like I was a little bit naughty. I, I put a, po a poll out on Twitter um, to choose between the various tasks I could do other than just chilling and relaxing. <laughs> oh, naughty you. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Hang on, let me let me look at that. Yeah, my poll was I could edit the podcast episode, which I've since done. Like the last episode is now out and into the world. Um, mm -hmm. Update my router blog post. Um, so that's the, the blog post on the SwiftUI router pattern 
that I made last year. Have you done that as well? Mm -hmm. Because I think I saw, saw you post something about it, but you might have just referenced the existing one. Yeah, it's got a, um, it has a supporting repo full of code and I've already updated the code. I just need to sit down and, and update the, uh, the um, post itself. And then the other options were update GoVJ for App Store optimization, which I think I am going to do at some point over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I see that as 6.5%. Yeah. But, but leading. it's probably <laughs> still a good idea. I think so, yeah. And um, then leading is start a new app idea. And without anybody knowing what that new app idea would be, yes, 68% <laughs> of people voted for that. So clearly, Twitter has decided and I need to go and do a new app idea. Of course, our community is so supportive because everyone knows that, oh yeah, this is, this is what's the most fun, you know, just starting this new app, Greenfield Project, yep. not at all, um, not at all encumbered by like a huge thing, just a tiny, tiny project yep. and just go. <laughs> Newest technologies, iOS 16 only. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um I mean part of me updating the code for this um the the example um router pattern repository is because that then forms the base of any brand new app I might go and build. So I can check that I can do that. It's just like I'm already doing mm -hmm. it, right? I can go check that repo out um and then start pulling together a new project from there. So right. yeah, I think I think I'll be having a play at some point in, in later this week. Um, okay. I almost started a new uh, project the other day, but I, I barely contained myself, but I have to tell you about it uh, later. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can talk about that in a, in a little bit. Um, I'm keen to know more. Uh, I've got, like a lot of indie app developers, I've got like a file full of app ideas, And I think it's going to be a case of me sort of looking down this file. Oh, and, and God, yes. One. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, I have a things project. Um, oh, it doesn't say, tell me like how many entries are there, are, but it must be like 40-ish. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm going to have a look <laughs> down the, uh, oh, my word, you don't even want to know. I've got an app ideas notes in my Apple notes, and these go back many years now. Um, and there's 104 <laughs> entries inside of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's probably only like two good ideas in amongst them all. But <laughs> the, the first thing that you have to do is write an app that will present you with a random app idea. Yeah, I, I, could, I could link it through um, one of these AI engines and see if it can pick the best. Um, Or just write an, an AI engine that gives you the app idea. Yeah. Yeah, potentially so. In fact, some of these are so old, I'm just looking down that they've been Sherlock's already now. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there's one way to get them off the list, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I was going to have a go at making a magnifying glass app, which is, of course, kind of built into iOS if you want now. That was a, an ancient idea. Um, yeah, and also there's like one indie app that does this, I think. Yeah. That's pretty um, well known. I'm blanking on the name right now, but... Um, uh, yeah. But like 50 people will be shouting at their podcast player right now. It's that. With the name of yeah. the thing. <laughs> um, no, so I'll, I'll have a look down there and I'll, I'll pick something. I've got an idea already what it might be, but 
I'll probably change my mind before this episode is out, so I'm not even going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But uh, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I mean, we should probably catch up very quickly on what has happened since the last show with GoVJ and marketing. Oh yes, please. Yeah. Have you have you done any of your homework? I've done some of my homework, and I know you were going to wag the finger at me, so I think this deserves at least a partial wag. <laughs> Just getting ahead of it there, um, but yeah, um, I have not spammed all of the places via email, and I feel like that's. I don't know. I really don't know if it's going to be worth doing or not because of of my app being so niche. Um. But what I felt was definitely worth doing, and this, just just to, to kind of frame this, a few months ago I deleted all of my Meta accounts because I dislike Facebook, I dislike Instagram. Um, and in doing so, I actually lost contact with some of the um, the, the VJ Facebook groups, uh, which is... Oh, yeah, of course. You know, where some of my potential users are at, and it's like, okay, I... I at that point in time, I was like, I don't care. I just want Facebook gone. Um, and so after the, the I'd, I'd posted it to Reddit, posted about the app to Reddit, and I had some um, some good sort of response to that. It got upvoted, and then I actually within the day of posting that, I saw some sales that come through as well, which I believe were connected, just given how dead things were before I'd done that. And I thought, yep. It's probably a good idea to just keep putting the word out in places where people are at. Uh, so I created a brand new Facebook account uh, specifically mm-hmm. for reconnecting with the the visuals and VJ community. Um, and that's that's been good. I made a post to one of the biggest, um, biggest Facebook groups. There's like 8,000 people in the world there. Um, mm-hmm. And that was approved by the mods and got the app in front of people uh i've posted to one of the other groups as well that didn't really get any real response in the same way uh and i've also had people message me and start asking me about the app um and having some direct conversations with people as well so that's been good and sales have have kind of picked back up again a little bit as well so they're they're a little bit more regular than, than they were when we spoke last time because last time uh, it had gone from being a massive blip, which I assume now is people sort of upgrading who were already using the app, effectively, paying me again. Um, and then last time when we spoke, things had dropped down to almost nothing, like a sale a week sort of thing. Um, and since mm-hmm. me doing these activities, I've, I've kind of seen things regular, sort of reach a like one every other day kind of scenario. Um, which is fine. That's kind of feels like it's sort of, it's probably going to even out to being a little bit above where it was before I'd released version two. Um, but not as ground, you know, earth shattering as I was perhaps hoping. So there is obviously still, the still more though, I can do. <laughs> right. The thing is though, I am not going to wag my finger at you. Instead, I am proud uh i'm proud at you i'm proud <laughs> i'm proud of you um because um you've been doing like these small incremental steps and i think that's the correct way of building a community of building a fan base because we all look for that one 
thing that we do and that just ignites the huge fire. But I don't think that's actually what's happening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you really need to do is show up every day or every week and just do a tiny thing that makes your app or your project a bit more uh, out there. Yeah. And you've been doing that. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm aware this is pr providing a bit of a log of my activity and what I feel is my inactivity at times. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think the thing I've been struggling with is, 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 like I've said before, I feel like if I email 50 places that have nothing to do with VJing and ask them to, to you know, cover this app in some way, it's kind of like, it's not even cold calling. It's kind of like the opposite to that in some ways because of, of it just being so unlikely they're going to want to cover it for their their audience um mm -hmm. and taking more direct steps to sort of find my audience feels a bit bit more positive uh certainly like having had people message me and sort of say hey i'd, I'd like this feature or that sort of stuff that's that's real positive stuff um and i wasn't getting that before so yeah it has been been worth my while doing the things that i've done um, what you said before about small incremental bits of work and promotion, I think that's that's the right way with this app is to sort of keep grinding and, and just incrementally adding bits to it. And if I think if I think of what version two was, version two was a complete rebuild. And now like all of the grand like boom is sort of done. If I want to engage with this audience a bit more directly, it's probably the right thing to find small slices, small things that I can add that let me then post and talk about it and, oh, yeah. and get that feedback loop going. So uh, I think as my homework between now and, and next time we speak, because certainly saying homework seems to at least prop me into some sort of action, um, <laughs> what I'm suggesting I do is I look over my plans for, for features for the app and I see how small I can slice them, and I see whether I can sort of do point updates for individual bits. And then, yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. Yeah, thank you. And I, I think if I if I push that via Facebook, via Reddit, and and anywhere else that sort of has that interaction, uh, get that feedback on those bits, and just keep pushing small releases, it's probably going to be be the key to keeping a bit of momentum in the app. Very good. Yeah. Um, I I also feel that that with telemetry deck, and we can talk about more more about telemetry deck later. But also with telemetry deck, I also see that the best value for my time is seems to be just building in public and sharing with the community every time something changes, every time I can add something of value, stuff like that. Because I haven't done that for a few weeks, and just signups have just like really gone down. So. It helps. Yeah. <laughs> That's my scientific experiment. <laughs> uh, I think we should talk a bit more about things on your side, Daniel, because I'm, apart from these bits we've spoken about, I'm definitely in holiday mode as well around all of this. And I'm sort of just, you know, these are things I need to, I want to work on. Um, but equally, I've got this downtime. So that's probably my update for this, for this podcast in a lot of ways. All right. Um, uh, fair enough. But um, I um, wanted to ask you one more thing about your two weeks downtime, which is what is a thing that is not directly development related that you do for fun? Oh, 
Yeah, that's a good question. So a lot of what I would do is kind of curtailed by like time of year here in New Zealand and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I like getting out and going to sort of, you know, see bits of nature, get into just go to the beach and that sort of thing. Or So there's a lot of like outdoor sort of stuff that is kind of a bit rained off. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I read a little bit. Very, very small amounts. I would tend to pick a TV show and really get into that. But, like, almost everything I like to do is definitely centered around dev. All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe get a non-dev hobby. But I know you're a parent, so that might be hard because just time is... Yeah. Um, time is just sparse. Yeah, a non-dev hobby is... Uh, feels a little out of reach at the moment, but that's that's not a bad suggestion. It's what I really need is something that gets me away from the computer screen more than anything else. Uh, yeah, and I, th- I think that's going to be oh well. Yeah, once once spring comes around in your region, uh, I think things get better because I, I'm kind of the same. Like during winter time, like I'm just inside all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of feeling that way. Like even if I'm watching a, a TV show and I'm not like actively doing it's like i'm still sort of screen based you know um yeah i get that i get that (laughs) (laughs) i've been i've been i've been sim racing a lot like with my with my little um steering wheel in front of the tv right and it it centers me i love that i love doing that but it's still just sitting in front of a screen yeah i'll tell you something actually in terms of like playing games i bought um what's called it calls itself like a boomer shooter um, which I gather is some sort of <laughs> terminology to sort of describe both its age and style. Um, it's essentially harks back to you know, Doom, Quake, the shooters of the 90s, which were mm-hmm. kind of my games. Um, it's called Prodeus, and it's technically still under development, I, I believe. It, I, I bought it via Steam. It runs nicely on my Mac, and um, it's a, an indie dev thing, so quite happy to support but that's that's been quite cathartic this like that reminds me of playing oh, doom and quake on, i'm looking at screenshots oh i love the design that is like very pixely but yep. still 3d yeah because i've been always thinking like uh i i love indie games but i'm kind of over the the pixel art style yeah and this is basically low polygon style with gorgeous colors this looks really nice yeah yeah i'm finding it a lot of fun actually so it's not dev it's still on the computer but that's certainly been taking up some of my time too so yeah um but i had to find like the game that was essentially the games i used to play yeah because i i I just haven't gone on with with like modern takes um on things like doom um we bought that for um for the xbox and all i found with it was that it, it didn't feel doomy enough for me somehow <laughs> <laughs> oh well um i'm i'm finding that i'm getting a bit too not used to shooters anymore like i used to, when i was like young yeah. young i i played a lot of shooters because my parents um very strictly forbade me from playing anything that was like violent yeah so of course the first thing i did when actually having my own computer and going out to land parties and stuff is like playing Half-Life, Counter-Strike, that kind of thing. And of course, Doom, Quake. All of those. And there, yeah. I was pretty good at those. And now I'm just rubbish. But 
Uh, I've been playing um, not Uncharted 4, but I, I do love Uncharted. Just Cause 4. And that is actually a huge amount of fun. So so that was like a shooter from, from people like me because I can just like glide around this island and then, then every now and then just like destroy a building. <laughs> That's really nice. Like Uncharted is like the story is basically your an operative that is sent to destabilize a region yep. where like an evil dictator has um has uh like just taken over the government and so you're kind of supposed to destroy all the evil dictators military installations and stuff like that and it has it has like ex- excellent physics engine integration and it's like it, you can just like do these huge explosions and then just fly away in your wingsuit and it feels like an action movie and it's like <laughs> a little bit tongue in cheek yeah. and yeah, I've I've been playing it in like bursts of twenty minutes because I am actually I don't have that much time either. But uh, every now and then is really fun. I've kind of like went away from trying to complete video games. Yeah. Except Gran Turismo because I'm just a sucker for racing games. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm just like I'm playing it a little bit, and if I never finish the story, I'm kind of fine with it, which still hurts me a little bit. But I can I can survive that. That's fair. That's fair. And I think if you've got a lot on your plate, like being completionist about this stuff doesn't really, doesn't help you. It means you stop enjoying yeah, exactly. the game when you're actually getting a chance to play it. But, yep. And it's just like a little jump in, I'm, shoot some evil people and then jump out. <laughs> I'm going to bring the show back round to, let's talk about what you've been up to lately with Telemetry Deck. Right. And you mentioned as well another another project or, or something small on the go um yeah i might as well start with that so a friend of my family visited and noticed that i keep forgetting coffee cups everywhere so he's like why don't you like you're an app developer right <laughs> like why don't you make an app that reminds you to drink your drinks okay and so we kind of brainstormed and we had this idea for an app that basically I push a button on the Apple Watch or on the phone Yep. that says, I'm starting to drink this drink now. And then every X minutes, the thing will notify me like, hey, take another sip. Hey, take another sip. And then when it's empty, I can just push the button that says, okay, the drink is empty now. You can stop nagging me. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it, not because I think I would... Um, make money with this or anything just because like it would be fun to make because i i haven't made an an apple watch app in about 45 years (laughs) uh but also uh because i finished a new version of the telemetry deck swift sdk and that would give me like a perfect excuse to play around with the new features and stuff like that okay so it does sort of link but sideways Yeah. yeah yeah but i Probably just I'm going to like update the Swift SDK and the existing apps that I use um, <laughs> because that's, that's that's just less work. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, uh, I finally sat down and added a few more features to the SDK, and that was kind of fun because um, the, we have like a pretty active community of developers that use Telemetry Deck and that will actually supplies um, pull requests to the SDK source code because that's open source, right? Yes. And um, 
So I, I finally got a chance to review those and merge, merge most of them. And then I wanted to uh, add automatic testing. So I, like, I already had a few unit tests for the SDK. So I wrote like a few more. And then what I wanted to do was on GitHub Actions, I wanted to just run um, all of those on different Swift versions, on different platforms, and on different Xcode versions. So, like, because GitHub Actions has this thing called a matrix, where I give you an array of macOS, for example, and an array of Swift versions, and will just it will just go through all possible permutations of those two. Yep. And run an action for those two permutations. So that's ideal for testing on very different combinations of platforms. So yeah, so I tried that out. Um, the problem is, of course, GitHub Actions is not exactly fast. Yeah. Um, so um, it was kind of hard. And then I ran into problems with uh, running the code on Xcode uh, 11, I think. Yes. So somehow some of the tests would always fail on Xcode 11. And I was kind of like confused about it and I was like searching around and I couldn't really reproduce it locally. I even downloaded a version of like a copy of Xcode 11 with the Xcodes app. Yeah. And like I kind of asked the members of the waiting for review Slack for help. I asked the members of the telemetry deck Slack for help. And in the end, it turns out like the, like it was just a weird implementation detail of the way um, Xcode actions uh, GitHub Actions is set up is setting up the Xcode versions or something like that. Um, okay. So I've disabled the testing for the for Xcode 11. I'll probably have to refactor the whole thing, but right now I'm just testing on Xcode um, 12, 13, and soon 14. That feels like enough. Um, um, it does feel like enough because, like, I feel like ninety nine percent of the people who use the SDK are on newer, newer versions, yes. and they are also on newer versions than Swift five point because that's actually when the like error occurs. But still, it feels a bit in uh, like uh, unsafe to be to to be saying like, "Hey, we support Swift five point on Xcode eleven, and then not actually testing it." Yeah, but. I mean, I'm I'm also not willing to put in too much effort into that because I don't feel like many people are actually dependent on that. I, I do wonder what would so, happen if you just pulled up to, um, or just stated that you were supporting only from Xcode 12 onwards, whether anybody would reach out and say, hey, this messes me up. Well, um, what did... What did cause people to um, to reach out was um, in the because there's a Swift package, right? So you have a package.swift file, and there you can uh, specify the minimum requirements. And when I bumped up um, the versions of um, watchOS and iOS and so on a, li- a little bit more, people w- did actually notice and write to me about it and were like, "Hey, hey wait, can you p- please still support I- uh, watchOS four or something like that?" Right. Um, so for now, the compromise is the package.swift says watchOS 4 is supported, but I'm not actually regularly checking, testing each, each pull request against those versions because that's actually pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to rethink how to test that. Maybe I'll actually, because the whole thing gets way easier if you have an xcproj file like an actual xcode project because 
right now the whole SDK is just a Swift package because that way you can integrate it into your own project files. But that um, greatly reduces the amount of testing that I, that I can do because I don't have schemas. Mm -hmm. And without schemas, I can't really specify exactly a version of iOS or watchOS or whatever. I have to do it with, via the like using the like specifying an Xcode version which is which is error prone. Okay. So yeah, maybe in the future it needs a a test uh, harness Xcode project or something like that. Uh for now I'm for now I'm happy with with how it goes. So I added a few few new features. I uh, I then released it and then just today I got another few pull requests. So I guess uh 1.2.1 is coming out soon. I have to I have to review them but um they're from a member of our community who's like whose code I really admire. He's actually uh, he was he used to be my boss for uh, for a <laughs> while, like a few years back, and he's like he's like a really good programmer. So um, oh, you need to, you need to give him a shout out. Uh, oh yeah, hey Chihad, if you if you hear this, you're cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, the SDK is coming along. Um, I added a few features, then I added the document documentation for those features to the new documentation system, which is still not live. It, well, it is live on a hidden um, ages-long URL because that's just where it's deploying right now. Um, but the documentation system is like this close to being finished. Um, actually, the whole new website is not, not this close to being finished. The, the documentation is more easily readable. You can add pull requests to it. Um, it has like a really nice landing page now. Hey, that's <laughs> brilliant. Hey. Yeah. So yeah, I have to, um, I really have to launch that soon. The only thing that, that's kind of holding me up is I need to add, actually I need to add telemetry deck and, and analytics to that, <laughs> um, which is of course very easy. You just read the documentation and do what it says and it's like three steps and one of them is open your editor or something like that um but i i just have to do that um but i have to think if i should use a new app id for the new version of the website or just continue using the old one and then the other thing is i need to get um like transition the whole dns thing because uh that's the other thing that's kind of imminent is the move to azure so i have Ooh. all my ducks in a row the ducks are now dockerized dockerized um, they are now duck dockerized basically yeah <laughs> um they now run in kubernetes they run on azure like they run on azure right now as like the whole like i basically duplicated my whole architecture so i have like one stack running on the old hosting provider and one stack running on azure it all works um except ingestion which is hard to test right now um so um yeah i'm i'm like basically just crossing the t's and dotting the i's and kind of stuff like that i have have have, have it running on telemetry-dac.com which is like with an a mm -hmm. because i have like i, I kind of registered all of them like i have telemetry deck i have telemetry duck <laughs> i have telemetry doc and i have telemetry dac yeah um that's all of them if you like don't continue that um yes that row of uh, that that sequence 
Um, so on telemetrydark.com, like it actually does run the API. So if you go to api.telemetrydark.com, you see that this is the API server and you can log in and crane whatever. So it needs the front end. It needs the um, actual website for visitors. Like that will just tell you like, hi, this is what this is. And this is why it's cool. And here's some testimonials and stuff like that. And then, um, I'm really hoping then that I can do the move. Then of oh, and then I'll have to move like I don't know two terabytes of data, Oof. which I'm sure won't won't be a problem. <laughs> uh, that's a lot. That's a lot, and that's yeah. No wonder you're like finding the, the, you're playing games and things in in tiny increments. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is also fun because it's oops. Um, it is also fun because. It is like so many different things. Like one day I'm writing documentation. The next day I'm kind of web designing. The next day I'm writing Swift. Yeah. The next day I'm like, I'm, I'm like tinkering with the server, stuff like that. So it, it's actually pretty motivating because you have to, you have all these very different things to do. And then of course there's organization and talking to lawyers, which is also like part of my job now, apparently, which. No one told me before, and yep. um, I'm kind of cross about it, but I guess <laughs> that's how it is. It's in the fine print. That's um, <laughs> in the fine print, yeah. Um, anyway, so the plan is to basically set everything up on the telemetry DAC domain, because then I can just like like leave telemetry DAC.com uh, untouched until I'm really sure that it works. Yeah. And then with one of the new features in the SDK, I can actually set a custom signal ingestion server. So I can like run one of my apps in a way that it will send signals there. Try it out that, that way. Yeah. And then if everything works correctly, just with an A instead of an E in the, in the URL, then it, then I can reasonably sure to be able that, that if I, if I like flip the switch on, um, the proper URL that things will continue to work without brilliant, uh, without any problems. That's great. So that sort of means you can, yeah, have everything tested first and then hit that button. Cross cross your fingers. Yeah, I mean that's like the the upside and the downside on like offering like API stuff and server based um, solutions. Like the upside is if I have an update, I can just like automatically push it up to the server, and everyone is using the the new version. But the downside is that every time I'm, I'm making changes, they need to be like there needs to be a migration path, or they need to be compatible with older versions that are still accessing that API and stuff like that. Yep. Or in this case. Um, if I'm actually switching servers, like like yeah, it needs to it needs to work. It needs to be tested and it needs to be like very deliberate and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um and this is the thing, you've got no control about the, the clients out there, right? So right. that's um that's the other side of it. So what you gain in, in that control over the of your deployment, you lose in terms of the control of the wider environment. That's um a lot, a lot of uh, ducks to get in a row. Um, <laughs> it is, but um, they are pretty well lined up already. Um, of course, there's like a few like teething problems and stuff. But now that I've actually managed to to um, to solve HTTPS, which is of course way harder than it needs to be, um, I think, I hope, 
I've crossed the most, like the biggest hurdles. And um, it probably won't be smooth sailing from here, but it will be slightly less choppy sailing. And I think one of the other things that I want to do is, um, even though uh, like the, w- the the new website, which is actually a complete redesign because um, I felt like I didn't have enough to do, <laughs> um, uh, even though it's not hosted on the on the final URL, I think I need to share that soon and get some feedback from people because um, I feel like the documentation part is pretty nice and also like the the landing page with uh, the the introduction to telemetry deck is pretty cool. Um, I think it needs a few more eyeballs. And you remember what I said earlier about building in public? I haven't been doing that. And I'm really, really miss it. And I really, really, really miss the, the feedback that people give me. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I want to do very soon is just share this thing with people and get their feedback and stuff like that. Sounds like a good plan to me. I think we can link it in the show notes when this goes out because it takes me a while to edit yeah do that as well so yeah yeah I, i've sent you the i've sent you the link it's like it's, it's basically right now it's at delightful dash plant and then 17 letters and numbers dot azure static apps dot net oh that's, that's and that's, if i I'll, I'll remember that that's fine and if i have set up um the proper dns or at at least a proper dns until then i will actually also let you know of course yeah yeah for sure we can link that um as it is anyway and then if any listeners want to take a look um and give daniel some feedback then please do um yeah especially like there's like a new page that lists all the testimonials that i've received like all the positive testimonials like but to be fair like we have only received one negative testimonial and that was kind of in jest so anyway it lists all the testimonials and i finally got around to actually finding the the twitter names for everyone and finding people's apps so now we have app icons and twitter avatars next to the quotes yeah and that's pretty nice so also if you if you hear this and if you're using telemetry deck and want to be featured on that page uh let me know because yeah um i'll I'll feature basically everyone who says nice things about telemetry deck <laughs> if they're if, if if the nice things are honest i'm taking a look uh at this now and um yeah recognize quite a few names there from our, our wider ios community that's brilliant um it is yeah yeah some very very lovely feedback there from from telemetry deck users Oh. Yeah, it, it it makes me really happy to to look at that page. To be honest, like because like every now and then I just I doubt myself as everyone does, and looking at that page it just gives me a lot of energy. And, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, these people really like it. Yes, yes, definitely. And it also reminds me that I really need to get back, get back into the whole community building part, um, where like I or like me and Lisa actually like really interact with the indie developer community and help help each other out and stuff like that. And I think that documentation is a good start because it's um it's better readable and it's also a bit more communal because people can submit PRs and issues against the documentation. Yep. And one thing that isn't on the new page yet, but I think I really need to move it uh there as well it's like the the link to the to the telemetry deck slack yep because i think it's a good thing to have that like we've been thinking like maybe move that to discord or something and that that might happen in the future but like just have 
a community space uh i think that's actually very helpful i think in, so in in connecting with people and and not not feeling like not not feeling a like just disconnected from the people who are actually using the product i i like that idea um i mean it used to be you know once upon a time um bigger software might have a forum and the slack is sort of taking the the position of that and you know i would have i would expect to sort of see that community kind of bit somewhere somewhere in the site links um yeah. certainly like you've got um solutions resources company and legal as your sort of bit at the bottom and i would say yeah inside of the resources maybe maybe the community can live there um, yeah i feel like i feel like um i i really try to push hard to push people into github discussions because that's kind of like stack overflow but for your specific project yeah uh but just no one is using it so <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it also it's not very social it's just like question answer question answer yeah um but like for some questions and answers it would be probably the proper solution so i'm i'm kind of leaving it in the footer for now but i i do realize that basically no one is using it yeah well you you'd be able to track how many people are are clicking that right as well um yeah yeah i think it's worth you worth you putting the um the link to the slack somewhere on the site and um yeah definitely i i it needs to be more prominent than just in the footer too because like no one is looking down there i think yeah yeah come chat with us something something somewhere right. that sort of does that right. um I should probably think about doing the same for GoVJ, actually. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't think it would kill me to have a Discord. Um, I believe Discord is probably going to be the better forum for my type of audience, um, mm-hmm. and I don't think it would kill me to set that up and just see if anybody bites. Um, I can. I mean, I really like the idea because... Even though I mostly lurk these days, uh, waiting for review has a Slack, mm-hmm. and I really love that Slack. Yep. Um, so, um, so that actually gave me the idea for the telemetry deck Slack, I think. And just having that space, regardless of if it's um, Discord or a subreddit or the Slack or whatever, I think that's really cool to have. Yeah, definitely. I think having somewhere where people who are motivated enough to you know to want to come and talk with you um, to just reach out and do that, I think is is brilliant. The type of discussion is different to a support request as well. Um, you usually get a bit mm-hmm. more detail or a bit more. I'm trying to do this, and like you say, you know, other people can also offer their input and like what worked for them. So you kind of end up with people. Uh, talking while you're asleep even as well and uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah that's like really cool yeah and you can check back i mean in. it's also slightly scary if you wake up to 17 unread notifications but yep. most of the time it's just like someone asking a question and then someone else just answering the question and then i learned something about uh how the software is actually being used or like sometimes the question goes unanswered and then i can like write a really detailed answer and then copy half of that answer into the documentation because uh, I've just written a bit of documentation, basically. Yeah, that's brilliant. And um, actually, it's kind of how I, I try and work with um, with things like Slack and Teams in my day job as well. Like if a discussion mm-hmm. becomes effectively, you know, a series of, of 
of um, like rumbook notes or steps or something um, or expands on the requirements of say a JIRA ticket Mm -hmm. then I will tend to say, hey, that needs to go back to the documentation. You know, pull it out of the chat system and and, and put it somewhere more permanent um, because this stuff is ephemeral. Uh, this stuff is ephemeral as well. Ephemeral. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the chat is useful in the moment, but then when you've grabbed that, that information and it's kind of almost a bit of documentation, you really do need to get it, put it somewhere where it's going to live. Right. And then you get the value from it forevermore after that. It's it's a good way of working, I think. Um, so, yeah, there's my homework as well. I've made a note to set up a Discord for GoVJ. And, um, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, maybe I can, can see if I can capture some of my community a little bit more, and that will help me for when I don't want to log into Facebook. <laughs> oh, the very, very important, very important. All right. Um, by the way, I really need to go soon because it is one hour until midnight mm-hmm. and I haven't done my Duolingo yet. Dude, don't let the owl get you. Do not <laughs> let the owl get you. I have a 117 day, uh, day streak in my Swedish lessons and I won't let that, let that expire. No, we can't let that expire. So on that note, Daniel, I shall catch you again next time. Yes. Do not let the owl get you. No, and let's do our homework. Yes. But also uh, take care of our mental health and take breaks and drink water and and have tiny fun moments in the world. Um, anyway, where can people find GoVJ and where can people find you on the internet? You can find GoVJ at GoVJapp.com and you can find me over on Twitter mostly at David Gary Wood. How about you, Daniel? Uh, you can find uh, Telemetry Deck at telemetryduck.com and you can find me at, at uh, Break the System on Twitter. Great talking to you, Daniel. Catch you again next time. It was. Bye.